0: Hello, welcome to life and things podcast. This is Corinne. All right. Well, I'm a little late doing this podcast. This week has been really, 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 really busy. I've got so many things going on. I'm trying to prepare to get my insurance license. And that is just one of the many things that I am working on. Um, I got to tell you, when you are changing careers like I am, which is this is a huge change i you know going from food to insurance and then on top of that having this incredible opportunity to build something that will give me the capability of earning my true potential and when i say earning i mean not just financially but as a person i get to de- develop myself and there's just some really great leaders that are in this company right now that I've met so far. I am very humble, humbled by this opportunity. Just absolutely humbled, grateful. I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'm really not sure if this is gonna be something I'm a natural at or not. So we'll have to see what the learning curve is for me. But I passed that test um, for my insurance license, completed all the training obviously before that. And now I'm just waiting on the state, waiting on the state. I did make a little boo-boo while I was applying for my license and, and didn't read something quite accurately. So it probably is one of the reasons why I'm still waiting for my license to be uh, put through. But the most amazing thing that I can say from this is that I, I have the opportunity now to build a business that I probably never would have had the opportunity to do before this. So I feel like it's been kind of a godsend. And the more I'm learning about the organization that I'll be working with and about the leaders who run this organization, the more excited I get about it, I guess. So I spent last night, you know, they have meetings every day. So, you know, you're constantly being connected even though you're kind of remote and on your own a little bit. But there's always somebody there to ask questions of um so i've been checking to see if my license gone through like you know several times a day just waiting patiently for them to um to go ahead and say that i've got my license so i can continue on so what i worked on yesterday just so you guys know um i'm learning probably pretty quickly (laughs) through this process, you know, the things I'm going to have to know how to do, because I won't be working technically for a company, just with a company. And um, so I'll be sort of an independent contractor, if you will. And then slowly, hopefully, hopefully pretty quickly, actually, I'm hoping to be able to build my own agency where I can bring people in and give people opportunities, like the one that I was given. and actually, I get to start doing that almost immediately. So soon I'll be having things up on LinkedIn and and things like that where I'll be able to provide people with the same opportunity that I have. And what's really amazing about this is that you don't have to do it full-time. It's not a full-time gig if you don't want it to be, or it can be. So this can be actually like a side job. You know, there's a lot of people who have one or two jobs, you know my sister for one she's got two jobs one is a full-time teacher and then the other one as a adjunct professor for um, a university so a lot of people have to have two jobs today to, in order to make ends meet or to help their kids through college or you know just all those good things the great thing about this opportunity and as i'm doing the math and i'm creating the, you know tools and looking at tools because they do provide a lot of tools as well Is that even though there might be a lot of work in the forefront of it, which anybody who works for someone can say that, you know, you kind of got to do a lot of work when you're working for someone too. And it's, it's constant. Well, this will be constant as well, but your ability to earn more is no longer dependent on what somebody thinks of you or feels about you or whether or not you're. You know one of those people who you know can spend a lot of time with upper management and you know coaxing their ego you know <laughs> um since i'm not really that kind of person i mean i like people generally speaking and i'll cut up and i'll joke around and everything but i treat everybody as equals it's just kind of the way that i was raised by my parents Who are also have been business owners their whole lives so i don't i don't look at myself as being anything above anybody else and a lot of upper management and a lot of companies end up getting in that mindset and it's it's not the case you know we all have the same okay i'm not going to say we all have the same capabilities because we don't we all have our own strengths and our own weaknesses And we also all have the capability of being more than what we are today. And it's all up to you, your drive, and what you want in your mind. Also, it has a lot to do with your limiting beliefs on what you're capable of, but that's a whole nother story. But with this company, I mean, you can start out making obviously very little, but the sky really is the limit. And that's what really is amazing to me about this, the sky really is the limit. So I'm going to start reaching for that sky because I now see that there is no limit, (laughs) like I can see that there's no limit. So with that being said, I'm going to go all in because, you know, that means that the hard work that I'm going to put in will determine the outcome, whereas In a normal nine to five job or, you know, nowadays it's more like, you know, five to 11, um, in a normal position like that, you know, your salary is based on a, what the market says that you are and B what the people who hire you think that you are. And I would love for that narrative to change for me specifically, but for others as well, especially those who really do have the gumption to to go all in. So anyways, I'll be posting um, soon on LinkedIn for uh, starting to build other people into what I've now learned. And I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. Um, With that being said, I've looked up a couple things when it comes to good news. For this week, because I, I really feel like good news is something we all have to really focus on. Focusing on the positive is far better than focusing on the negative. So, my first good news clip is from goodnewsnetwork.org. And this states here, and this is from December 8th, 2021 Dunkin' Donuts customer gives employee a new home so she can continue excellent customer service. So, It says here that employee ebony johnson met customer suzanne burke at a drive-through window she was serving at three years ago they chatted every time that burke came for her coffee in the morning and the two became friends when burke found out that her acquaintance a mother of three had fallen on difficult times and had been evicted from her home in mount healthy she made it her mission to help she reached out to organizations that help people um with their difficulties (laughs) sorry i just noticed that there was a message coming through with the new company all right um So she did. She got together with other organizations and now enjoying a full decorated cozy place to stay. Johnson is finally looking forward to the upcoming holidays because she now has a home. And I think there's a lot of people going through this right now. I think it's amazing that there is a citizen out there who is more than willing to help a fellow citizen, fellow friend um, get through those tough times. And this occurred, by the way, in Ohio. All right. (laughs) Oh, this is funny. It says here in, and this happened on December 4th. And this is once again through Good News Network. A man who had heart surgery wins $1 million on lottery on a Cash World ticket in a Get Well card. The winning word was heart. So he basically won $1 million in Massachusetts State Lottery Cash World through an instant lottery ticket, and the word that won him the scratch-off jackpot was heartfelt or was a heartfelt coincidence as the word was heart. So it was a scratch off ticket. He won a million dollars. I'm sure that after going through the whole ordeal of having to have open heart surgery, um, that must've been amazing. That had to have felt great. It says that he claimed the prize at uh, Massachusetts lottery headquarters on Friday, November twenty sixth. And he told reporters that he intended to give his longtime friend of over fifty years, who bought the ticket, a little bit of a prize money, of the prize money, in addition to sharing with his two adult sons. So he's got some great great decisions there for what he's going to be doing with those winnings. I mean, have you ever thought about if you were to win the lottery, what you would do with all of it? And of course, it really kind of depends on what the jackpot is, right? So he won a million (laughs) dollars. And um, I don't know. I think it's, it's amazing. It's just amazing to hear these good fortune things are happening to people. That looks like, let me see, let's look through heroes. Here's a good one. This one here, um, again, from the Good News Network, it was written on December 5th, 2021, and it says Pittsburgh woman Women's Food Rescue app diverts 20 million pounds of surplus into 17 million meals for those in need. It says here that in a recent episode of the Food Network competition, Chopped, contestants were challenged to make a dish using a basket of random ingredients like bacon, mangoes, and banana bread. Imagine the same challenge except that the basket has been replaced by 1,000 pounds of discarded food. I can't imagine. So they say that this was the challenge confronted confronting the Pittsburgh nonprofit 412 Food Rescue. They had connected with hundreds of local businesses, discovering hundreds of pounds of good, good surplus food available for donation every day. And using its own app, the group had Created the largest volunteer led food transport network in a single urban region. Again, this is amazing, amazing, amazing work done. I mean, I just can't even imagine the amount of time they had to spend just creating all these tools in order to, you know, supply food to those who don't have it. You know, it says that food waste makes up about 25% of all materials in landfills more than any other single source of waste. And when it rots, it's a leading cause of greenhouse gas emissions. (laughs) (laughs) That is hysterical and very sad. It's very sad because we buy far more food than we'll ever eat or that we should ever eat. And that seems very, very obvious. So. You know, that's one thing that I've been trying to do is sort of curb my production of food in my kitchen so that none of our food ends up going to waste. And the things that I do have extra of, I I put it into containers and I freeze it. But the fact that so much is going to the landfills, that's just hysterical. But these folks are, are changing that narrative. They're making it so that this food is now going to a bunch of people who really need the food instead of to the landfills. Alright, so outside of that, <clears throat> I just want to say that I've started this, I'm in a book club too through my new company, and the book that they've chosen is called A Better Way to Live by Mandino. and in this book, apparently he's written tons and tons of books. I've never heard of him before, but then I was never really quite in sales before, and now I'm kind of diving into that area of expertise, which I've never done before, I've wanted to because I think there's a lot of things that can be done, especially if you are a well-developed human being and can, you know, take rejection, (laughs) which a lot of us can't. And I'm not going to say I'm great at taking rejection myself, but we will see how I develop through this. The very first part of this book I thought was interesting because he He talked a lot about just like what is in his work area, all the different things that he has around him that kind of give him comfort, give him guidance, give him memories of, you know, what he's done through his life that got him to where he is today. And by the way, he, he's a man who definitely did not have it easy. He wasn't brought up in a very wealthy family, And yet somehow made it to become a millionaire. And he did it through writing mostly. But he also started out, the starts of this whole thing, before he got into writing, though that was always his dream, he started out in insurance sales as an agent. And he failed miserably the first time he tried it. And then the second time he went into it, his mind was just, he was in a better place mentally and emotionally, and he was able to make it work until he, um, through the company he was working for, he wrote something and sent it into them and was noticed as the writer that he is, which is a really good writer. And they ended up pulling him into a position writing, which was his dream. And from there, he wound up writing his first book, which it's interesting how that started. But anyways, the whole point of this book is, is that he started out in rags and found his way to riches and riches, not just by financial means, but riches by life, riches by mind, by spirit. He found wealth in so many areas of his life that i think all of us struggle for you know we all want these things we all want to feel happy and abundant and successful you know none of us want to be in a position where our dreams are never going to come true because we don't know how to get there and what he tells us here is that there are basically I think it's 12. Nope, it's way more than that. 17. There are 17 rules that you can live by to find your way to live better. Now I've only gotten to uh, rule number four, but I can at least read you the little boxes. Rule number one is count your blessings. And basically, he says that, you know, well, let me read you the box. It says here, and this is again a better way to live once you realize how valuable you are and how much you have going for you, your smile can return. The sun will break out, the music will play, and you will finally be able to move forward towards the life that God intended for you with grace strength, courage, and confidence. Rule number two is today and every day deliver more than you are getting paid to do. The victory of success will be half won when you learn the secret of putting out more than is expected in all that you do. Make yourself so valuable in your work that eventually you will be You will become indispensable. Exercise your privilege to go the extra mile and enjoy all the rewards you receive because you deserve them. And these little, these are tiny little chapters, by the way. I mean, this book is not, not very big. It's a tiny little book. I mean, it's only, I don't know, 130 pages, maybe. Yeah, about 130 pages, Um, but it's a tiny little book, super easy to read. Um, His writing is quite phenomenal, and I feel like I'm getting quite a bit out of this. Rule number three, whenever you make a mistake or get knocked down by life, don't look back at it too long. Mistakes are life's way of teaching you. Your capacity for occasional blunders is inseparable from your capacity to reach your goal. No one wins. No one wins them all and your failures when they happen are just part of your growth. So shake off the blunders. And think, how will you know your limits without an occasional failure? Great stuff. Great stuff. And the one that I'm currently reading right now, which shouldn't take me too long, is rule number four. Always reward your long hours of labor and toil in the very best way, surrounded by your family. Nurture your love carefully. Remembering that your children need models, not critics and your own progress will hasten when you constantly strive to present your best side to your children. And even if you have failed at all else in the eyes of the world, if you have a loving family, you are a success. All right. So in my next podcast. I will definitely share with you the next four rules that I've read on this. So rule number one again, rule number one, count your blessings. Rule number two, deliver more than you are getting paid to deliver. So do more so that you can get more basically. When you make a mistake or get knocked down in life, don't wallow in it. You've got to move forward and keep aiming for your goals. That's rule number three. And rule number four, reward yourself for your hard work. And nurture your love with your loved ones. Always strive to be the best person you can be to your kids. That's rule number four. Surround yourself with family. I just love it. So far, this book has already just wowed me. All right, so what else do I have going on? Let's see. I have, I am reorganizing parts of my house right now because I need to make a space that I can call all my own for my home office. And so that is number one on my list right now. I've got this tiny little spot. It's kind of cluttered, not exactly the best setup, but it's definitely a starting place, right? So once my license comes through, I'm popping in. And the way that this works is so amazing. I would love to say more, but I'm not going to. (laughs) So I've got that. I'm reorganizing my house. I'm setting up a spot for my, my home office. I've also Put some things in my wish list for what I need in order to make my office really functional. So, eventually, I'm going to start having to buy a few things to make my office area functional. Um, beyond that, I'm still working with my daughter on her reading. I'm not sure if I've, I feel like I've mentioned this before, at least somewhere, but my daughter's dyslexic and she is struggling on her reading. Mostly. Um, So she was on in tier two, according to the school education system, for the last couple years until um, at the end of last year when I got her um, into a psychologist where she got evaluated and we found out she was dyslexic, um, which is not the end of the world. In fact, I feel like the progress that we've made over the last year. Actually, less than a year. uh, We started right after school ended last year. So that was like, what, May or June? May, maybe? So since May of this year of 2021, we started her on her journey to fill in the gaps that she was missing and the things that the psychologist recommended. And now she can sound out words, which she wasn't able to do before. Her vocabulary has grown immensely. And she's being able to read and comprehend, I would say close to on grade level, pretty close. There's some things that she still needs to work on. So I've talked to their assistant principal, who's kind of the head of the the education system for people who have um, reading difficulties and other difficulties within the school system. And I've asked her to send me more things that I can work with with, with my daughter on. <laughs> and that way I can fully do or get her to understand and comprehend what they're asking her when they ask her their form of literacy questions. So what she's able to do now, which is explain to me what the story is about, who the character characters are. You know, she can also describe, you know, what kind of troubles they're having, what they're worried about, things like that. I can ask her all those questions. And as long as she's not overtired and she's, you know, fairly functional when it comes to reading, she can definitely retell the story to me and explain to me what's going on. What she's not capable of doing at this point is understanding, comparing and contrasting um, when it comes to, let's say, fiction books or sorry, not not fiction, nonfiction books. And she's also not very versed in being able to say exactly what genre she's reading. I think she understands it to the nonfiction versus fiction. But I think breaking it down into like things like bibliographies and biographies and, you know, all of those kind of things in the fiction world, apparently there's close to like 30 genres that they, you know, I don't know if they're making them memorize all of them, but there's a lot. So she has to be able to decipher what genre it is. So is it fiction? Is it mystery? Is it, you know, adventure? Is it romance? Is it, you know, there's just, there's so many. So I'm going to work with her on those things, um, starting soon. And we have started our reading of Harry Potter as a family we are on chapter i think five now in the harry potter the first book so that's really fun it's way advanced for her but she's enjoying the storyline and she's getting to be able to visualize all the things and of course she once in a while she's like i wish i could see a picture i'm like you've seen the movie (laughs) you've seen the movie but that's beside the point um i also am trying to get her to be able to picture things in her head anyways so So that's fun. And I'm having a lot of fun working with her on that. All right. So that's another thing I'm working on. Um, I also am still painting my house. I'm painting my house. So we have to rearrange some things obviously before I can get into one of the rooms. But so far, since June or whatever, I've worked on painting my kitchen. I'm still working on some of the kitchen cabinets that need to get repainted because, you know, I bought a house that's like, you know, it was built in like 98. And the family who lived here before, I don't think they really did anything to the kitchen except for maybe paint the walls. So now I'm painting, repainting all the cabinets. I'm going to end up repainting all of the trim which is going to be absolute hell <laughs> uh, but i'm going to repaint the trim i'm probably gonna to have to hire someone to do most of the ceilings because some of the ceilings in this house are just i couldn't even get to them if i put up like a six foot scaffold and i'm not a human being who can get onto a higher scaffold it's just not fun so so i'm working on that as well and I'm also working on personal development. So through the company that I'm working on, they have working with, they have, um, training that's called Quility University. And currently I finished my onboarding with them, which took, you know, several hours. Um, but now they've got, after I finished that one onboarding piece, it opened up like all this other stuff. And I was like, Oh Lord. So I have, let me see, training center. I'm working currently on Thrive 101, which eh, it's kind of my bread and butter because that's the name of my website. So I feel like there's all these connections happening. Um, Once I'm done with that, which I'm about 50% done with the Thrive training, then I'm going to be moving on to product solution training. And from there I will be going and viewing something called level, level up conference, and it looks like there's three in that one. So I'd say I've got about a few more hours of training to do, I would say just about. And I'm pretty excited about it. it's gonna it's gonna be fun. I mean, it's gonna be work. It's gonna be hard work. So I've never owned my own business before. So this is my first go at it. Um, and I've already I'm also like I'm one of those fanatic Excel nuts. I flip in love Excel. So I created an Excel tool to help me um, gauge my income versus my goal for my income. Um, And also, I'll be having to pay taxes uh, myself. So I've got that that I'm learning how to do as well. And I've got that as part of this tool also that kind of breaks down the taxes. And then I'm going to have to open up three. Well, yeah, three separate accounts, one for taxes, one for my business account and one for um well that's it because my own personal earnings will just go in my checking account (laughs) so my business account my tax account and then from there i will have all the tools i need in order to differentiate what i need to do and where where things need to go And so where am I from there? I think I've covered everything I wanted to talk about today. Um, If you have not been to my website yet, thriveforwards.com. My Etsy account, I haven't done anything more with that. So what's in there is all I've got. Um, But we do have plans to continue working on that as well this year. Or in the coming year. Um... And yeah, I think the biggest piece for me is developing myself into the best person that I can be so that I can help others do the same exact thing. That is my goal. I love helping people and I want to be there for other people. Um, I don't think that the typical role is right for me anymore just because It's been trying and I feel like it's stunted my growth a lot. So I'm focusing now on me, on me, developing me, helping my family, developing my family and and creating the success that I feel I deserve. Because we should all be able to do that in the world, we should all be able to do that. In America, I think specifically because we are, we have been in the past, the leaders of freedom and that shouldn't be different with financial freedom. I feel we should all be able to build financial freedom and not be held up into the debt fest that we find ourselves in. You know, we owe on our mortgage, we owe on our cars, we owe, on our credit cards. I mean, we are living in a debt-based system. Our financial system is no longer, and hasn't been for years. It's been debt-based. It's not been wealth-based. But we have the choice to live outside the box that we've been put in, and create ourselves outside of the of, outside of the debt system, and build wealth with our own with our own situations, and it's not easy to do, but there's been people who have done it. I guess if it was easy, everyone would do it, but we can still do it. We can have the six-figure income. We can pay off our mortgages. We can pay off our cars. We can do all of those things. We just need to find our way into it. I know that they, I've talked about this before, you know, they say that there's supposedly seven. So if you want to become part of financial freedom, they say that you have to have seven streams of income, seven separate streams of income. And you want more of those to be in, um, what they call passive income versus you know, the stuff that you actually have to do all the time. So passive income is something that you do once and it continues to make you money. So let me just quickly look up some passive income ideas because, you know, so let's see, what does it say here? just looking up some websites to see what they say about passive income. I haven't taken any notes on this for this specific chat. (laughs) And if I try to find the notes I've taken, it would take way too long. So some people invest, so they put their money into stocks and bonds and they earn passive income. Okay, here we go. This is from wellkeptwallet.com. I'm not sure how good this is, but I'm just gonna look this thing over. this is another reason why I say having multiple income streams. So they say in this article here, which is what it's called passive income ideas, and it's by wellkeptwallet.com. And they say, what is passive income? Passive income is income you earn from doing little to no work. You'll have to do some upfront work, but then the money just sort of starts coming in. So some income, it, Some income is truly passive, which means you don't need to spend any more time or attention on it, and it'll continue to to make you profit. Other sources of income are passive, but you need to delegate any work that needs to get done. So, for example, if you're a business owner and you have, let's say, uh, I'll just come with something that most people know what it is, a 7-Eleven, you have decided to... To be a franchise owner for 7-eleven and now granted you had to put a bunch of money in up front to get the thing open and then you know it's 24 hour store most of them so or at least they used to be i don't know with COVID if there's if they still are or not but they're you know potentially 24 hours of people coming in and purchasing items now do you still have to do work with it yes now let's say you own multiple franchises, let's say it's like a Panera and you franchise out a region for Panera and you open up like 10 different locations for Panera, still a franchise and you're still a franchise owner, but you decide to hire like a director who manages a bunch of managers who who are the managers of each of those locations. And then you, Basically, you just do pop-ins once in a while and you make sure the income's going right. You do meetings with your people and that's about it. The money continues coming in even if you're not there. So that is a form of passive income if you can get to that level of ownership. All right, so here we go. Top passive income ideas that they have. Number one, dividend income. Many investors, including Warren Buffett, earn money by owning shares in stocks that pay dividends. Of course, once again, you have to have money to buy into those. Investing in real estate. Investing in real estate is another great passive income idea. And so there's many ways you can do this, right? You can buy a home and rent it out. That's probably the top way. Um, But once again, unless you hire a property manager, it won't be very passive. So you'd have to have a property manager who basically ran your properties for you in order for it to be truly passive. And the upfront cost for investing in real estate, again, is huge. And it won't be fully profit until you pay off any mortgages that you might have on the properties that you've purchased. So either you're super wealthy up front and you put that money in, and you invest in the things and start making pure profit right away, or you're going to be having to spend some of that money to pay for the mortgages. Another one is investing in land. So they say you can buy a plot of land and then rent it out for for things like farmland. You can also, it says, participate in crowdfunded land ownership and rental. I'm gonna have to check this one out, this is interesting. This one, it says that you can go through companies like um, acre trader, which allows you to purchase shares of farmland. They handle all the work of administration and property management, but you earn the profit from the farmland being rented out. The rent for the farmland is paid up front to reduce the risk of loss from crop failure. Baker trader, boasts about their up to 11.5% annual return. You can create a software, if you happen to be one of those people who know how to do that. And then you can sell it. it. Says you can open a high yield savings account and put some money in there. But once again, you have to have money to put into the high yield savings account. And typically with high yield savings accounts, they have a minimum amount that you have to have in there for you to even have the account. So you'd have to have the money in savings for you to even put in there. If you happen to be somebody who's good with music, you can Um, it says that royalties so you can earn royalties on like music rights. You'd have to basically buy out an artist's royalties in order to even get into that. So, I'm not sure how that would work. Number seven, they say be an angel investor. Angel investors provide funding for small startup businesses or, or, um, Yeah, and they say this is a great way to have passive income. When you invest with companies like AngelList, you can invest in specific startups, or you can invest in a basket of startups that is designed similar to an index fund. You can do peer-to-peer lending. I've never heard of that before. You can get on this website, though, and read more about it. They say pay off your debt. A lot of people don't think paying off their debt is a form of passive income. But think about it this way. The less money you're paying in payments to creditors, the more money you have in your pocket. So pay off your debts. A great way to do that is by learning the Dave Ramsey method. Dave Ramsey, again, amazing man. I I listen to his podcasts. Um, I've taken his course as a wellness, um, item, amazing information. I haven't gotten really good at it, but they, he has what they call baby steps to get to your financial freedom. It's really would be a great thing for you to learn how to do. If you're thinking about wanting to become debt-free and being debt-free again, it's financial freedom, being debt-free is financial freedom. Um, they say starting drop shipping, but you know, with that one, I think you still, again, have to have a lot of upfront costs and on top of that shipping costs have gone through the roof. Another good way is by writing a book. This is something I really, really want to do. I really want to write a book. I think with, I've got so many ideas in my head. It's just getting them written down on paper and then figuring out how to get them published. And that's what this man did here, this um, Ogmandino. He basically wrote his books. You get royalties off them every year from the sales. Um, you can also self-publish. I hear there's ways of doing that. I'm not gonna say I understand how to do that. Something I would love to learn though in the future is how to write, publish, and create that residual income for myself. They say you can earn income from affiliate marketing. You'd have to start a blog. You'd have to start a podcast or a YouTube channel or a rumble channel. You'd have to start some form of a channel where you could have affiliates connected to you, but with that, you have to have a certain amount of followings. So I would say that, you know, that's, it would take a lot of time to get there. They say you can start a lead generation website. Um, I'm probably going to end up having one of these when I um, when I become an agency owner. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But that's mostly just so I can hire people into my into my company. Um, you can sell products on Amazon. Again, I've looked into this. Um, there are some people, I guess, that make bank, but you really have to purchase your items from overseas, have them shipped in with the shipping issues we've had recently. I can not only imagine that that's gotta be like a nightmare and plus shipping costs have gone up. So your income from that has drastically reduced this year. <laughs> they say you can make an online course. This I think is amazing. If you know something and you're really good at something and you wanna teach other people how to do it, make yourself an online course post it in one of their online course things. You can Google where can I post an online course? And you'll make money off of that. Again, you have it's a lot of effort in the forefront because you have to create the video for the course, you know, and then, you know, in my opinion, you don't want to just post a course and nothing else. So you might want to have items that they can print off for their own use and stuff like that as part of the course. But once you have it made and you have it up there, it's done. Then people can just purchase your course because they want to learn what you know. Create YouTube videos. Again, you have to get like 10,000 subscribers, if I'm not mistaken, at least 10,000 or 1,000 subscribers to become monetized. But they've also, from what I've heard, added something on there about how you have to have so many um watch hours in order to be monetized in youtube so look into the requirements there it can be worth your while though i've heard of a lot of people but if you're if you're talking about a topic that maybe is um there's a lot of topics you can't discuss anymore on youtube i'll just say that And so if you happen to be in one of those topic areas, um, they will demonetize you. So I would be very, very conscious as to whether or not to start it on YouTube. There is another platform coming out soon. And I will talk about that later (laughs) that won't have the They won't have the the same requirements of what you can and can't talk about. You can start a business or buy either start a business or purchase an existing business. Um, That I can tell you comes with its own list of hurdles. You know, my father has in the past purchased a business and found out that there was some incorrect information being passed down to people. All right, one second, my dog needs to go outside. Here you go, turtle. All right, I have this really big German Shepherd. He loves going outside. Hmm. All right. Um so, let me go back to that. So starting your own business can be really good. They also say you can have vending machines. They say organizations such as gyms and dance studios love having vending machines available for clients and workers. So you can purchase and put up a vending machine in those areas and make money off of it and nowadays most most new vending machines um, are credit card only so you don't have to worry about having to go and collect the money out of it (laughs) like they used to in the old days they say you can take your photos and sell your photos they say you can open a deposit photos account. And once your photos are approved, clients can begin downloading them for use. You get paid each time someone purchases one of your photos for use. I am going to write this one down because I'm gonna tell you right now, I take hundreds of photos. I am one of those ridiculous, oh, I love this scene, snap. And they always turn out really good now that I've got like this, you know, newest iPhone with like that really good f- camera. So I'm going to actually do this. I'm going to open an account and I'm going to start uploading photos on there because that's just another, I, I mean, think about it. You upload it once makes money. So I'm totally doing that. That is freaking amazing. All right. You can create a mobile app, which once again, you have to really understand those kind of techy things. And I've learned a lot of HTML, probably not all of it. I've learned some, I'm really good with Excel. (laughs) I'm just gonna say this. I don't know enough to do mobile apps. It's like a a totally different language that I'd have to learn in order to start writing mobile app programs. And then I'm not really sure how that would work. I've always wanted to learn how to do that kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure if I quite have the patience though. Yeah. They talk about how every app on your phone is making money for somebody somewhere. For instance, Joel com made over 1 million from his i fart app. <laughs> that is funny. So somebody named something that and then made money off of it. That's hysterical. This one I'm also contemplating viewing. You can put ads on your car and you can make money off those ads from what i've read you know you can either get your car wrapped which i don't know if i could do that or you could make it so that some of the companies just have this little decal sticker you put on your back window and it's totally see-through so you can see through it from the back and but they they can't see in through it so they see just the logo and from there um depending upon the company and how much the company is willing to pay per week of you driving around as long as you take a picture of it to show them each week or month that it's on there, they give you X amount of money. They say you can buy a laundromat. Buy an existing one from someone interested in selling, hire a reliable and trustworthy person to manage the store and then take home a paycheck. I don't know if I would do that, but hey, it's an option. Purchase or open a batting cage. Use your graphic design skills. So if you've got some skills there, you, they say you can um, go on sites like Redbubble and upload your witty designs, and then create T-shirts, coffee mugs, laptops, and uh, laptop covers, etc., to make money off of. People just buy them. What's really interesting about those kind of websites is that you don't have to actually put any money into it up front. The company will make money on every one that you sell. Um, You can purchase stuff and keep it in your house and sell it out of your home. But what they can do off the website is much better because you can sell it across the country. You know what I mean? And even in other countries. So so that's one good way of doing it. Um, CD, they say CD laddering i'm not even sure what that is so let's read ah bond and cd laddering now i know is when you own a bunch of bonds and or certificates of deposit, you spread out their their maturity dates so they come due at different times of the year then you'll have cash coming in from from them throughout the year um rent your stuff to other people So like you can rent out tools and ladders, party tents, tables and chairs, utility trailers, log splitters, (laughs) cleaning equipment, snowmobiles, ATVs. I've even known somebody who um, had like a basement in their house that had like a in-law suite and they shut off the house from from that portion of it. It had its own entrance. And they rented that out to people who were in the area, like business people who are coming in on business. They'd rent out the room or, you know, like where I'm located, it's near, um, it's near a training camp for a sports team, like a really famous um, NFL sports team. And so people would come in, whether it be sports people, you know, really rich people, not not at all scared of paying, you know, large amounts of money to rent a room or rent a, a, a small apartment for like a week. It again, though, you know, security is an issue there in my mind. So it depends on your situation. Says you can also become a social media influencer by creating an i uh, a podcast, YouTube channel. You know, all those things can bring you into. Um, becoming a social media influencer. Invest in local businesses. It says, in summary, passive income isn't just for the wealthy. Everyone has to start somewhere. And there are many ideas you can start for less than $1,000. So it's definitely something to look into. It may not make you your full income off of your, you know, regular J-O-B, but it can at least give you some extra so you have a savings or you can pay off your debts faster, um, you know, or if you lose your job, you'll have something coming in at least something, <laughs> but they say seven streams of income. If you can find seven streams of passive income, you can, you can become wealthy. All right. All right. So with that being said, I hope you all have an absolutely fabulous weekend. Um, I'm not getting into the historical stuff today. Um, This week, as I said before, I've been really trying to get things accomplished. And so I have not spent the time um, looking for my next piece that I want to talk about. Um, The last time I talked about history, we talked about the Declaration of Independence. And the next piece I want to start digging into will be um, the American Constitution. So I'm looking forward to, to digging into that because it's a learning for me. And as an American citizen, we really all should know and understand the Constitution and the different parts of it and what it's about and why it's there. So that will be coming soon. So look forward to that. Again, um, please visit my website. Check out my blog. Um, This will be posted in my blog as well. Every time that I post on Podbean, it goes out to pretty much every type of blog you can imagine. There's only a few. I couldn't get to take it mostly because they said that there was something wrong with my email address, which I thought was weird and I couldn't figure it out. So I haven't dug into that again, but I've got this out on like iHeartRadio and like all those other ones. So it goes out to all of those. It also is supposed to be uploading onto YouTube um, and then also onto my Facebook page that is dedicated to Life and Things podcast. So check those out. Um, if you ever want me to discuss a certain topic or you want to hear more about something that I've mentioned, please feel free to um, email me at lifeandthingspodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And my website again is thriveforwards.com. So that's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, forwards, F-O-R-W-A-R-D-S.com and on there is my blog. So check out my blog, check out my, my website. Um, this is also linked on my website. So you can actually watch this or listen to this from my website. Um, I look forward to the next upcoming weeks. And I will keep you guys all informed as to what I'm doing, how things are going, what I've learned. And um, I will be looking for my next bout of positivity. I will also be coming in next time to tell you about the rules five, six, seven, and eight, and possibly nine if I've read nine already. So rules um, five through nine on um, the book called A Better Way to Live by Ogmandino. Um, I'm going to be reading a lot of these books going forward because once again, I'm heavy on the self-development right now. Um, I want to be the best I can be in every aspect of my life. And this is how I plan to do it is through reading, through sharing, through helping other people, through developing a business and continuing to support my family on the home front. So until next time, you guys have a fabulous, fabulous weekend. And I will talk to you guys next week. God bless you all. And I'm out.